Bitcoiners, pre-coiners, new coiners, no coiners, and of course, Swan Force members, welcome to Swan Lounge, a weekly show in which you get to hang out with the Swan team and some of our friends from the incredibly exciting world of, you guessed it, Bitcoin. Now, before we dive in, as always, we are giving away Jan Pritzker's book, Inventing Bitcoin for Free, in an effort to spread Bitcoin knowledge. You can go to swanbitcoin.com slash free book to claim your copy. We have it in three different ebook formats, as well as MP3, read by our friend Guy Swan over at Bitcoin Audible. All we ask is that you pay it forward. Share the book with at least three friends and family, preferably more. We also have the book available in Espanol. You can descargar su copia in www.swanbitcoin.com. Rayo Diagonal, libro gratis. Even more exciting, we are also giving away Gigi's incredible book, 21 Lessons. If you haven't read it yet, go to swanbitcoin.com slash 21 lessons to get your free copy. It's one of my favorite books. And we have another book to give away. So many books, I know, but at Swan, education is our marketing and Bitcoin education is not one size fits all. So, you know, this book might be great for this family member. This book might be great for that friend over there. You never know. Anyway, hopefully you've read some of his work, but if not, go to swanbitcoin.com slash whybitcoin and get yourself a free copy of the essay series by Tomer Strolite. Tomer has also decided to join the show today. I'm super excited to have him as well. We've got some other great guests who I'll intro in just a second. Now, usually this is where I shill Swan Force. Swan Force, this is our amazing referral program. But since that is the entire focus of the show, or part of the focus of the show, I'm not going to talk about Swan Force because I'm going to assume that you're already signed up. And if you're not already signed up, I'm disappointed. I guess I am going to show Swan Force. Go to www.swanbitcoin.com slash enlist. Sign up for our amazing referral program. You will get paid to do what you're already doing. You'll get paid to recruit Bitcoiners to Swan. You'll get your own custom link. Anyone who uses your link will get $10 of free Bitcoin and you will get the referral credits for an entire year. You'll get 25% um, of the fees that we earn for an entire year on all their purchases. Um, if you're new to the show, by the way, welcome. This is Swan Lounge. Uh, it is a production of Swan Bitcoin. We are the easiest, best way to get onboarded to Bitcoin, to get buying Bitcoin automatically or instantly. Uh, we've got fees like 80% lower than Coinbase. We've got amazing educational resources. The entire team is Bitcoiners. All we care about is Bitcoin. All we think about is Bitcoin. All we eat, breathe, sleep, it's, it's all Bitcoin. So we're here for you. Um, and I think that's the end of the opening shill. Wait, wait, one last thing. You know what I'm going to say. Hit like, hit subscribe. I know it's annoying, but the reason why is it helps us grow the show, helps us spread the good word about Bitcoin, and that's what we're here for. So today, the Swan Force All-Stars episode, we are joined by Jessica Hodler. We're joined by Mitchell, who's co-host of the COB podcast. We are joined by Dan, my hero, the best Uber Eats driver in all of Atlanta, uh, and we've got Tomer Strolite, and of course, the five-star Swan Force General, basically the Joan of Arc of Bitcoin, leading the charge, Camilla Campton. And I'm out of breath, so I think it's time we bring our guests in. Let me just unmute everybody. One more click, one more click. Uh, sorry, I lied. One more click, and it's time for Swan Lounge. Welcome, everybody. Hey, Hello. <laughs> That was an amazing introduction, by the way, and I feel like your Spanish just keeps getting better every time you show our book in Spanish. It, it gets me super pumped. I got to say, though, that, that those words, Raya Diagonal, that just like it trips me up every time. And I can do I can do the like I can do it. It's just like I got to I got to practice that one more. It's. Uh... I feel like if you say slash, you'll be OK. People will will oh. understand. Or you can say, no, you have to put an E at the beginning. So it's it's slash. A slash. See, see, yes, see. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. It sounded yeah, to me like it was your native tongue. It sounded fluent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, that's kind of my problem. Though. I'm good with accents, so I can fool people into thinking I speak Spanish. And then I'll say something, and then they'll just assume, oh, this guy speaks Spanish, and they'll... Anyway, right. it's a mess. It's getting better, though. It's getting better. And maybe one day I'll actually be able to shill Bitcoin in Spanish. But until then, Camilla, I leave that to you. So today... Welcome again, everybody. We are here to talk about Swan Force and how to evangelize Bitcoin in a meaningful way, in a way that actually uh, results in new Bitcoiners and helps to spread the word. Um, but before we do that, um, we got some new faces on the show. Thank you all for joining. I was thinking we do kind of the, you know, the corny, normal thing that we always do, which is to ask for your Bitcoin stories, because I'd love to hear them. Um, 
Why don't we start with Mitchell? We'll go to Jessica and then we'll go to Dan. And you know what? I want to hear Tomer's also because I don't think I've heard that one yet. Uh, so I'd love to hear a little bit about how you got into Bitcoin um, and anything else you'd like to share. So Mitchell, welcome to the show. Who, who, who are you? Thanks for having me on, man. Who so, are you? <laughs> um, I'm pretty much, you know, I'm just a normal pleb. I, I got into Bitcoin last year at the end of 2020. So I got sent home from college and I was bored at home. I ended up watching a lot of Thomas Sowell, got really red-pilled on limited government. And then I realized, oh, this stimulus money isn't just coming from nowhere. It's it, Actually, it is coming from nowhere. It's just being printed off. I was like, how am I going to stop inflation? I found Bitcoin. I bought a little bit of it in like September. It's almost one year since then. And then it wasn't around until December and January of this year when I, I really dived in. I found Pomp. And I started watching a lot of his videos and I, I was using an alias named Moise. I was anonymous on YouTube. I kept commenting to get on his show, Lunch Money. Eventually, Pomp had me on his show, Lunch Money. And then I was in Pomp's course. And out of that, I met some people and we started a Bitcoin podcast called Citizen Blockchain. So that's pretty much how I got to where I am today. I love it. Can I ask also, like, what's, um, what excites you most about Bitcoin these days? What, what areas are you looking into or, you know, what are you reading up on and you know, things like that. Mostly just the memes and uh, spreading the word of Bitcoin. Uh, I, I used to see like memes back in the day, like before I really knew what Bitcoin was, I saw it in passing. I'm like, are oh, these are a bunch of weirdos. This is some weird <laughs> like fringe online group. And it still does feel like a fringe online group to me. And I, I don't know. There's a lot of humor. There's inside jokes. Like I'll, I'll show my friends a meme and they're just like, I don't get this, man. So I just I want to help people understand because it, it's just a great community to be a part of. Hell yeah. I love it. All right, Jessica, your turn. All right. So my mom actually orange pilled me. And wow. she has been. Um, sorry, Jessica. Um, I'm going to have to ask you to leave the show. We're going to need your mother to join us on the show instead. Is your mother with you? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. She's not oh. here. Unfortunately, she she was at, yeah, she was at the Bitcoin conference and she was such yeah. a sweetheart. So, <laughs> all right, we'll have her, we'll have her on the next one. I'm sorry for yeah. <laughs> but, um, literally, what it was is every morning before she would take me to school while I was in high school, it was this thing called Bitcoin, it's gonna save us all. Like, you know, we don't have to worry anymore. And, like, I was 14, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then I came home one summer and she was like, okay, listen to me. I need you to listen. Just look into Bitcoin, like read about it. And I'm not even going to tell you like that you need to like it. Like just learn about it yourself. And since then, I just, it's been amazing. And I've got onto Bitcoin Twitter like three months ago. And that's been incredible. I had no idea there was such a community out here because I've been in Bitcoin like by myself for a couple of years and I was just like, oh my gosh, what am I missing out on? We actually, um, I mean, this is kind of something I've known, but it really hit home um, why community can be important. I think when we, we jumped on the clubhouse because we would start hosting these rooms and inevitably you'd, you'd run into the, to a Bitcoiner who gets up on stage and like, you have to ask them to like, stop talking. And I was like, why are these people, why I mean, granted, I can't, I don't shut up about Bitcoin either, but I had this realization. I'm like, oh my God, there really are so many people who are discovering Bitcoin on their own and they don't have people to talk to about Bitcoin. And when they find the community, like, I'm like, it gave me a lot of uh, understanding for some of these folks. It's like, oh, this guy just won't shut up about Bitcoin. Let someone else speak. But it's really like, he was really craving community, right? So it's so important. Um, thank you, Jessica. Dan, um, I'm going to look for your for the tweets that have come out about your, your, your deliveries, because they are, they, they every time we find one, they, they make our day. Um, so what's, what's your Bitcoin story and how, how are things going on, on, on the Uber front uh, for orange pilling people? Hey, yeah. So I've always been fascinated with uh, that of like the digital and um, mathematics and things of that nature. So uh, my journey actually started um, when I was going down the, uh, discovering digital assets in the sense of, uh, you know, domains and uh, engineering, uh, you know, value to those domains by leveraging like different tactics, search tactics and things of that nature. Um, and I met somebody in a entrepreneur space, um, worked with them, and they actually introduced me to Bitcoin. Um, and so from there, I 
shifted into a position of trying to study trading uh, and leverage uh, that, that capacity, try to make some capital. Um, but yeah, once the Bitcoin bug bites you, you know, you never, you never kind of stray too far. So I worked in the industry for about three or four years until about 2018. Um, then just kind of managed my assets until now. And uh, instead of paying off my credit card debt, I decided to just pick up a job doing some Uber Eats, saw the parallels between, uh, you know, uh, the kind of tactics I was using to uh, leverage, you know, maximizing my uh, my capital and my revenue for Uber Eats and potentially orange showing people. So I uh, thought I would just start a business card and see if I can get another touch, uh, you know, to, into people, maybe direct mail touch or a more personal touch um, of somebody that's involved in this space and see if it might be the, uh, might be the uh, you know, last touch that's needed in order to get them in the industry. So just been really excited um, with everything that's going on. And I think lightning really is uh, going to change a lot um, in, the, in the short and medium future. And uh, yeah, just, just looking forward to it all. Happy to be at BitBlock Boom too. You're on mute, Bright. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, we are gonna definitely going to talk about BitBlock Boom in a sec. But before we move on to Tomer, I wanted to share with everyone what, uh, what Dan is doing because it's just badass. Um, let me zoom in on this. Basically, we out of nowhere, someone tagged uh, this, took a picture of what Dan was up to. Uh, he's leaving this awesome card with his uh, his Uber Eats deliveries. Um, it's just awesome. Well done. <laughs> More people need yeah. to do this. It's and amazing. I, I love the creativity behind it, especially since you know people that don't know about Bitcoin, they're gonna be like, "Is this thing real? Like, what is this?" So it's like the QR code there is is absolutely genius, and it just takes someone down the rabbit hole while they have an amazing burger, like. Well, that's like the best way you could probably go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Think about that. Like you're in a good mood because you're you're eating something tasty, so you're more receptive to Bitcoin. No, don't orange pill someone on an empty stomach. That's just never sure. a good idea. That's the first tip of the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tomer. Tomer. Oh man, it's a long story for me. So, but I'm going to keep it short. Um, no. I, I the year was 2013. I was uh, I I. I I feel like I'm older than all of you guys combined. I, Tomer's I only 25, by the way. This is what being in Bitcoin <laughs> this long looks like. Yeah. Um, I've been in uh, in business for 25 years. I was doing private equity work every day. I had people pitching me new businesses uh, of theirs with their PowerPoint presentations. And they would always ask, what do you think my business is worth? And I would always joke with them in my reply and say, somewhere between zero and all the money in the world. I thought I was being funny. And then a friend introduced me to uh, Bitcoin and I read the white paper and I was like, oh my God, this is either going to be zero or all the money in the world. And I started tumbling down the rabbit hole deep. I got involved in mining. I tried to study all the cryptography and everything behind it and was involved in the, uh, in, in the block size wars, uh, back, uh, became a moderator on Bitcoin Reddit. Uh, and so it's been a long journey and I started writing earlier this year. Someone yesterday told me that every seven years, every cell in your, through every seven year period, every cell in your body is replaced. And so now I'm like eight or nine years into Bitcoin. So every cell in my body has been around, is, is only post Bitcoin. Uh, so I'm like a hundred percent, no cell in my body doesn't know a life without Bitcoin. And that, and it sure feels that way. I've never thought about that. That's uh, Oh my gosh, yeah. I guess me too now, oof. Right. Well, that's it. That's, your eyes have turned into bitcoins, just in case. You yeah, <laughs> I keep getting complaints that they're distracting people in the chat, so I'll, I'll take them off. But the hat's staying, okay? Sorry, it's Swan Force Day. I'm wearing my Swan Force hat. You can get over that. Soccer world, but welcome to the show, Soccer World. We're glad to have you. Um, all right, let's uh, let's talk Bitblock Boom because um, I can't be there, and I'm very jealous. It's one of my favorite conferences. Uh, my dog, who's sitting here looking all cute, is the reason why I couldn't go because he got sick. So it's his fault. But uh, now I get to live vicariously through you all. Uh, Jessica, you're there. And Dan, you're there. Tomer, you're not there. You're home, aren't you? I'm not. I'm here, which is home. <laughs> <laughs> home, is, home is where the private keys are. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Says who? <laughs> you're trying to get information leaked out. Maybe, maybe. I lost mine, so I guess that makes me homeless. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's homeless the bottom the of the sea. Are. 
yeah, if, if, if home is where the private keys are, then uh, then the ocean is my home. <laughs> <laughs> so Jessica, Dan, is it? Sorry, yes, Jessica and Dan, this is your first time at Bitblock Boom, or or no? Yeah, first time. Super yeah, same first time. T tell us, tell us about it so far. Tell us about what you're excited to see and do and meet. Just uh, let, allow me to live vicariously through you. Give, give me the lowdown. Well, last night was a lot of fun. We had dinner at a dance hall. And while we were eating, they also had like two-step dance teaching going on. And there were people like dancing in their cowboy boots. It was, so, it was so fun to see. And it was so nice just to be around everybody again. We have another dinner tonight. Um, the Bitcoiners took over the Marriott lobby basically till like two in the morning. Um, and it's just nice to be around everybody again. I've missed it. I wish we could do this like once a month. We should do this once a month. Makes me want to move to Texas, to be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about it. It's, uh, it might happen. We'll see. Anyway, Dan, what, uh, what about you? What are you looking forward to at the conference? And, uh, and yeah. Yeah. I've actually been uh, in Texas. I uh, came down to Austin. There was a Pleb uh, Fi event down mm -hmm. there. Um, met a bunch of people and really just kind of got a better understanding of the developments that are going on. Uh, and that was that was such an amazing experience. Um, but I guess you could say the, the number one thing I'm looking forward to is just like serendipitous, like, uh, you know, relationships building and uh, just kind of meeting people and getting a refill on the orange pill uh, prescription, you know, figuring out uh, – <laughs> you know, how I can uh, distribute, redistribute. So excited for uh, everything to come. Oh, that just gave me an idea. If there are any pharmacists watching who are Bitcoiners, it'd be really funny if you, when you gave someone their prescription, you also gave them another like orange pill container and your Swan Force link and a piece of paper inside. Just, just putting that out there into the ether. Oh, not ether. Sorry. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> Which fork? I actually have a question for for the guys here. Since the guys here are Swamp Force members, which is absolutely amazing. It makes me super happy that I feel like we have little troopers out there that are just like fighting the fight every day and trying to orange pill someone. So I'm super curious to hear about who was the first person that you guys orange pilled or tried to orange pill and, and how did that go? I tried to orange pill my dad and I'm still working on it. But the first person I successfully orange pill is uh, one of my best friends, Levi. He uh, he's into real estate and he's like a limited government type of guy like me. He's he's the smartest person I know, like my age. And he didn't go to college. He he's a real smart guy. And he I kept hounding him on it, and eventually he picked it up. And now he uh, he aped in back in like April or May, and so he's he's glad the price is sort of back where it was because he was over the summer he wasn't too happy about it. Was he not well, too happy with you? <laughs> he's like, no, he, he understood it. He, he knew the long term, but he was just like, dang, I just, I should have not aped in. I should have DCA'd. Interesting. Yeah. What was it that uh, finally pushed him over the hump, do you think? Was it just the repeated talking to him yeah, about it? I, I he, think the repetition and also just the, the scarcity aspect. He, he really understood the, the limited 21 million. That's really what gives it value. Love that. Tomer, do you remember the first person you orange pilled? Oh, man, I, I tried for like four years before I think I actually got somebody to listen to me. And uh, it, it, the, the first real opportunity I had was actually a friend called me up out of the blue after I'd been talking about Bitcoin for three years. And he said, oh, my computer got ransomed. Where can I buy a Bitcoin off of you for 400 bucks? Because that's what the guy wants. I was like, well, I don't sell my Bitcoin, but I can try to I can try to help you find a place. And I I was this close to getting him to buy two bitcoins, one for himself and one for that, one for the hacker. And he was like, ah, four hundred bucks. I'm, I'm like, what am I going to do with a bitcoin ever for four hundred dollars? So that was as close. As, that was my first close. Like after three years of trying, and I and the guy had to buy bitcoin anyways. He only bought enough to give back to a hacker. Think of the valuable lesson he would have actually learned if he had taken it the other way. And then um, the first time I actually remember somebody was again uh, someone who I worked with who was super smart and was always ahead of with with everything in the digital space but in this one case I had been ahead of her and uh, it was at the end of 2016 she was like okay let's uh, let's do this it's expensive it's like it's pushing a thousand dollars but what what the heck bite the bullet and and maybe buy one bitcoin 
And I told her that she needed to download the entire blockchain first because that's what you did back in those days. <laughs> and she was very angry with me, but she still bought the Bitcoin. And I know she's quite happy with uh, the outcome um, subsequently. So that was, <laughs> it was hard at first. It's gotten a lot easier, I got to say. Soccer world, well done. I got my 14-year-old son to buy in. He is well ahead of his peers, I agree. Uh, to anyone else in the chat, if you've got some fun orange pilling stories, you want to drop them in the chat, let us know. We'll uh, we'll share them and talk about them. I'd love to hear, love to hear the stories. Um, Jessica, do you remember the first time you orange pilled someone successfully? Yeah. You can talk unsuccessfully later, actually. It was That'd my dad. Good. Um, and for him, it was the scarcity, the 21 million. He's a numbers guy. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to beat that. It'll never be inflated and maintains its scarcity. Uh, amen to that. My dad, uh, finally has some Bitcoin. I'm not sure if he's totally sold dad. If you're watching this, um, <laughs> are you sold yet? Do you believe in it? Let's talk later. I'll call you later. Love you. Anyway, uh, Dan, <laughs> your, your first time orange pilling someone. Also, has anyone, uh, have you gotten any calls from uh, the Uber cards yet or not yet? And when did you start doing that? So many questions. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, I started doing the Uber. Uh, a friend of mine was telling me um, just how uh, lucrative it was back in the, the early COVID days when no, no one was walking outside the house and whatnot. So, yeah, you know, I didn't believe him. I was like, you know, no way. And then he started showing me uh, some things that he was doing. And uh, I was like, man, because, you know, I had some some credit card debt that I was planning to pay off. But, you know, I decided instead I would just take some time and uh, do some Uber Eats driving instead of trading. And then, uh, yeah, just like pay off credit card debt with that. And uh, I shoveled the rest of the money into Bitcoin. So, you know, I'd say it's a good uh, it was a good good choice, in my opinion. Um but yeah, I'd say I did like a hundred to two hundred rides, and then uh, after that, uh, decided to, you know, leverage uh, what I was already doing and just go get some business cards for super cheap, like fifteen, twenty bucks, and then uh, yeah, just see what happens. And I, I haven't really gotten any calls necessarily, uh, but maybe some of the spam calls might have been actual people. I don't know, uh, <laughs> but I guess I guess I should be more specific about. Uh, reaching out to me on Twitter, that's probably the most accessible like DM space uh, where I'm, you know, going to be able to uh, amicably, like, you know, talk to people and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, so, I, you know, I, I just hope that, like I said, even if it's not my link necessarily, it's just another touch in the uh, iterative process of getting uh, more people to the market. Yeah, it definitely takes a number of touches, right? Like, how many people do we know that, you know, will hit you up and say, isn't Bitcoin dead? I thought it was dead. And now, you know, they hear about it again and a few more times in the news and mm -hmm. they finally dig in, you know, it, it, it takes some time. I've got a buddy who um, I went to film school with. He might be watching if you're out there. Um, and now he's the first one to text me when something new happens and when, you know, uh, you know there's an update on the protocol or in the news. And, you know, every every time the price spikes, he, he texts me, I love you, which I, which is always nice. Um, although we're not, we're not here for just for number go up. But, uh, <laughs> I have a question for Dan. Where did the idea come from of actually creating these cards on your own and like start start giving them out? Like where did where did that? Yeah, where did it come from? Well, essentially, I, I guess you could say uh, marketing, even from you guys' side, kind of kind of helped. I mean, I was listening to Swan Bitcoin stuff and. Uh, you know, people from that realm of the of the Bitcoin space a lot in my car, you know, and uh, while I was driving around, I saw it as a uh, great opportunity, you know, just listening to Bitcoin stuff, which I'm doing anyways, you know, uh, with what I was doing prior. And so I would just turn on Bitcoin podcast, turn on Swan Lounge, what have you, and uh, just be driving around. And then, then it just kind of struck me one day that, uh, you know, I'm meeting all these people, well, well maybe not even meeting them, but uh, they have some sort of interaction with me. And uh, I'm not Bitcoining them. You know, I'm not. I'm not there. I don't have the capacity or the ability to, uh, you know, put out there the, the reason what I'm doing, what I'm listening to in my car. And I was like, well, it's an easy opportunity to just kind of, you know, go get out there and uh, see if I can help spread some change. It's funny. You kind of turn the paradigm on its head. Like most Bitcoiners, we always like share stories on Twitter about how we get into an Uber and try to orange pill the Uber driver. And now you've totally turned it around. <laughs> fantastic. That's um, amazing. I've got a recommendation though. We've got a, um, a, a little like placard that you can print out that has the QR code for the free book giveaway. Um, you could put that in the back of your car and people could, you know, scan and get the free book while they're driving. 
Um, yeah, I, I thought about uh, uh, just putting like a giant Bitcoin symbol and having that uh, sort of displayed on the back of my car, along with maybe some other things, maybe a QR code. I don't know. But, uh, you know, there are definitely some uh, uh, OPSEC concerns possibly with that. But I don't know. It's just neither here nor there. Yeah, for sure. All right. We've got a couple of, uh, of, of comments here. Friend Orange pilled me in 2017. Now he doesn't even talk about it anymore. He lost his way, but my laser eyes are on. It's that's sad to hear, but I think there's, there's something real to Bitcoin fatigue, you know, especially like me, like, and I've been in this space a long time and, and you've got to find ways to reinvigorate yourself. Like it, it's, it, Bitcoin is so exciting, but if you, if that's all you think about every day, you know, you got to go out and live, you got to go, uh, you know, go to Bitcoin conferences. Don't just go on Bitcoin Twitter. You got to mix it up a little bit. Um, hey, uh, and, and to that point, um, I just want to speak about something we were working on in, uh, in Austin uh, with my buddy X Frog. And uh, there's another guy from PlebNet. Um, we actually helped uh, build this uh, Docker image um, for a testnet environment around Lightning. Um, so, you know, it, there's, there's, you, you should never be bored. Well, you, there's, you can always get fatigued, but, you know, as, as long as you continue to uh, be curious and, and drive deeper. I mean, there's really endless bounds of possibility um, with some of the stuff the developers are building. And uh, hopefully, as we continue to, you know, navigate forward, even with zero capital, you'll be able to mess around with some of these uh, concepts and hopefully get on mainnet lightning. And uh, hopefully, Signet and PlubNet Playground, if you go to PlubNet.fun, that's the, uh, that's the repository. Um, you know, go ahead. You can spin up a VM or throw it onto a... Uh, a machine that you've got locally and uh you know get started and start lightning wallet and get connected and you know hopefully we'll continue that forward i love that man yeah if you're if you're getting bored you're just not looking in the right places so hit up a, <laughs> hit up a bitcoiner you know and ask them what they what they're excited about and they'll point you in the right direction um dude i'm glad to hear you're you're in plebnet i didn't know that i uh my node has been down for like over a month and it, the sync finally finished for um like right before the show started, I'm gonna have to redo all my channels, but uh, I, I I didn't feel complete without my Bitcoin node. It was a very I, weird feeling. Uh, I, I felt like half a person, and so I'm now I'm I'm glad to be up and running. Uh, maybe we'll do some lightning, some more lightning chat later in the show. Um, what I'd love to do though is talk more about orange pilling and like what's been what has worked well for you and what has not worked well. You know, like in your experience, what have you tried? What what lessons have you learned? Um, and what what kind of lessons can you share with anyone who's watching about how to successfully talk to Bitcoin to people? And I know it's kind of a difficult question because it really depends on knowing your audience and, and who you're talking to. But um, I'd love to kind of hear what you've learned along the way. Why don't we start with Jessica, if you're ready? Sure. Um, what's worked for me is it's kind of hard to refute numbers because it's, it's right or wrong. You know, there's no like interpretation about it. So um, I like to start off with that. And I guess what hasn't worked is maybe throwing them on Bitcoin Twitter right away. <laughs> for some Are you people, saying that we're toxic? Is that what I'm saying? I love it. But for some people, it like maybe once they've gone down the rabbit hole and know like why we're so passionate about bitcoin like it's not just about the money it's about it, it's a lifestyle it's a way of living it's you know you lower your time preference you become a happier person you care more about the way you live and maybe then once they've learned more about it then we can <laughs> throw them in bitcoin twitter but um yeah i like to i like to go with the numbers and how it'll change the world I love that. I always try to find something personal, right? Like something that makes sense. Like, um, like my background is Jewish. So if I'm talking to like an older Jewish person, for example, or anyone who's part of like a diaspora, um, you know, I'll, I'll always try to, I'll, I'll take, I'll pitch the, the, the side of Bitcoin that it's money that no one can take away from you that you can take with you. You know, how many people around the world have had to pick up in the middle of the night and leave with nothing but the clothing on their back. Right. But if they had Bitcoin, well, they could take their wealth with them. So I love finding those kind of little angles that, that work for, for particular people. Right. Um, Dan, how about you, sir? What have you, what have you learned along the way that you can share with us? And then we'll go to Tomer and, and Mitchell and maybe Camilla. Right, give me, give me a second. Sorry. I'm going to step outside. Nope. No worries. Tomer on to you, buddy. Oh, um, so I, 
I've uh, found that there's lots of different tactics uh, and different stories and different angles uh, by which you need to orange pill people. You need to start by asking questions and finding out what's important to them. But that's why I started uh, doing the writing that I did actually. So the the book that I have for free on uh, on swanbitcoin.com slash whitebitcoin is 25 very short articles, all of them only three minutes long, each one of which is a different angle by which to orange pill uh, somebody. Like why choose Bitcoin? Uh, if someone's an explorer, why Bitcoin's a new frontier, why its buying power keeps rising for people who are interested, people who are into physics, there's why Bitcoin's rules are enforced by physics. Um, and so there's lots and lots of different angles. My favorite article amongst them all, which is actually very useful, and I teach a course and I begin with that article and an expansion on it called Why Bitcoin is Not is not like anything you've ever seen before. And it really just clears people's minds because people show up and they're like, oh, I know all about investing. I buy, I'll buy shares in Bitcoin or Bitcoin's a company or who's in charge of Bitcoin. And it's like, no, Bitcoin's not like any of these things. It doesn't, when you clear people's mind, then they're able to understand it a little bit better because you've erased all these presumptions that they're buying shares in a company and that somebody's in charge and that it has employees and that there's some foundation and there's somebody to appeal to and that there's some head and some create like it's got none of these things and so that that is um and that one's a, like only a two minute reader so i, I know i'm plugging my book here oh, but that, <laughs> it's it's really it's really um it's really beneficial to help people get into Bitcoin to, to start talking about it without uh, by erasing all of the presumptions that they have that it's some, like something else because how often do you run into something that's totally not like anything you've ever seen before in your life and and then we end up having all sorts of fun conversations about it and sooner or later they're like mm, all right I'll give it a you know they, they're certainly interested in Bitcoin afterwards um, and that just needs to that's a seed that's planted that needs to hatch or sprout after a little bit of time. I really love um, that you mentioned asking questions. I think that's so important. Um, you know, I think back to like, even like the Bitcoin standard, for example, most of the book is not about Bitcoin, right? Most of the book is about money right. and oh, getting people yeah. to question what money is. And I think getting people to ask these questions about their reality and about what's real and what isn't and, you know, how things work is the is paramount to really getting people to to want to fall down the Bitcoin rabbit hole, you know, you can you can lead a, lead someone to water, but you can't make them drink, drink the Bitcoin Kool Aid. Right. Um, Mitchell, how how about you, sir? What you mentioned there about money is usually the way I go, especially because I've only been in it for almost a year, not mm -hmm. quite. So the inflation that's been going on, especially this over the summer, that's usually what I point to because all I got to do is like like Jessica said, numbers don't lie. I point at the prices, housing prices going up m2 stock going up and i go into economics um the 21 million like i just hound on that it's scarcity and people also like to think it's a scam when they hear it right away so i just try and explain the concept of nodes like they're everywhere there's tens of thousands in different countries like china can say bitcoin's illegal but it doesn't stop someone in from the u.s from running a node and keeping the ledger so i i usually because i study economics so i try and use the money route to orange pill can I ask? I mean, you're studying economics in college, yeah. but I'm I'm assuming that the the curriculum is very Keynesian in nature. Like, how are oh you? Oh my gosh! Yeah, like, so, you just you sit in class and like open up, you know, go to Mises.org and you're just like mm, grinding your teeth the whole time. Or I, I try and wear my Bitcoin shirt as much as I can, just so everyone knows. But we were right. doing foreign exchange rates, and I'm I'm sitting there groaning because we're not going to need these. And then <laughs> my other econ class. My professor literally said, oh, if you take away used cars and houses, inflation's not that bad. Like, look at the CPI. And I'm like, no, I just want to pull my hair out. And one person asked a question about uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. They asked about cryptocurrency. Like, oh, cryptocurrency is going to be in the Forex market or whatever. And the teacher didn't really know how to answer. She's like, oh, no, that's a separate thing. And then once class ended, I pulled that girl aside and I started to orange pillar. And she was like, oh, OK, like. It's not like that at all. <laughs> yeah. it, well, uh, just sitting in those classes drives me crazy because I feel like I should be the one up there teaching. <laughs> you should just get up there one day and be like, yeah. okay, guys, <laughs> lesson get, one of your orange pill journey. <laughs> get to class early, start writing on the board. Teacher walks in and just like, oh, oh. Have one of Tomer's articles pulled up on the projector so people are reading before class even starts. <laughs> 
I studied economics too, Mitch, but, but like 30 years ago, and it was the same thing. It's probably the same professor repeating the same tired lecture that didn't make sense back then. And it has, you know, before from before when computers existed, let alone the internet, let alone Bitcoin. It was exhausting back then too. And uh, but now at least there's there's an alternative to talk about rather than just saying the theory makes no sense. It clearly it clearly is deeply deeply flawed. You don't have to. You can buy Bitcoin, and Bitcoin doesn't care that he's got a chart about a multiplier effect by taxing people and throwing the money into empty holes. Yeah. With Bitcoin, you can opt out. Although I don't know if you're going to opt out of your economics class, but you know. Okay. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about like what's not effective uh, for for orange pilling someone? I think we've kind of touched on that, but maybe I don't know. Maybe you have some horror stories or times where you you thought you were making progress with someone and it turns out like not at all. Um, I, I think repetition is good in moderation because for like I. I hound my parents about it and it's got to the point where they just, they don't even want to talk about it now. I think there is a limit to how much someone wants to hear about Bitcoin before, like if they're not interested at all, like it's just talking the ear off at some point. Yeah. Bitcoin. I don't really like this phrase, but it, I, the more time goes by, the more I kind of see it's true that the, the phrase that's like, you know, you get Bitcoin at the price you deserve, which I don't really love. I don't like the vibes of that, of that very much, but um Kind of true. Um, one yeah. thing I did, um, and I don't know that I recommend it for everyone, and I didn't actually mean it when I said it, but I was trying to get my dad to read the Bitcoin standard, and he was asking me on the phone, when are you coming to visit? When are you coming? You know, parents are always saying, when are you coming to visit? And I said, uh, I'm coming. I'll, I'll come visit in a month. Then I backpedal. I said, wait, I'll come in a month if you finish the Bitcoin standard. So I kind of guilted him into it. I was going to visit anyway, but uh, sometimes guilt works. You know, you can push the right buttons. I have a really funny story of when I was actually in the process of getting orange pills when we were visiting my husband's family for Thanksgiving. So it's really funny because his sisters were there, right? And they're not about Bitcoin at all. So we were driving to dinner and what Devin does is gets the Bluetooth of the car and just like puts like a Bitcoin podcast. You can hear his sisters just like groaning, like, oh my gosh, are you serious? We have to listen to this. Their little snarky remarks, like, this is so boring, blah, blah, blah. So definitely don't start like shoving information down people's throats um, because maybe they're not ready to listen. They just don't care. They don't know why they should care. So, so yeah. Sometimes don't hijack the car's Bluetooth. <laughs> I did the same thing. I went to the beach with my dad. I started playing the Sailor series. And he was like, why is he talking about thermodynamics? What does that have to do with Bitcoin? That works. Sometimes you can Trojan horse them a little bit. I uh, I once, my dad was visiting LA and um, uh, Andy Edstrom uh, was on the SWAN team as well. He's out here and he wrote, why buy Bitcoin? And I said, dad, we're, we're going to go to the beach and meet a friend of mine. I said, okay. And really I just linked him up with Andy and sat them down next to each other and, and asked Andy to just talk to him about Bitcoin for like an hour. Cause sometimes, you know, they're not going to listen to me. I'm his kid. Like he always thinks he knows better and he loves me and uh, the whole thing. But sometimes it's best when it, when it comes from someone who isn't you. So sometimes you can facilitate those, those conversations and it, it can go a long way. Um, but I do like, hey, here's that. a story. Mm. I have orange pill two dental hygienists while they <laughs> clean my teeth. And I had, I had my iPhone on, kind of on my chest playing guy swans, uh, po podcast <laughs> and occasionally stopping when she would ask like, what exactly did you just explain there? And you know, she'd uh, take the tools out of my mouth for a minute and I would clarify point and then we'd resume and it's happened twice. That's, that's pretty wow. brilliant. Actually. Let's, <laughs> it wasn't right, intentional. I was listening to the podcast at the same time, but it actually was effective. Let's do some, uh, some brainstorming on air right now about some, some creative ways to do this because there are, there's so many angles to kind of, to, not necessarily to orange pill someone to, to fully get them down the rabbit hole, but to just get them curious. Like just, just yesterday I was at the hardware store and I was wearing a um, Bitcoin beach shirt and the, the, the cashier was just like, there's a beach for Bitcoin. Like, what is this? And we spent 10 minutes talking about it, you know, and something as simple as a t-shirt can do that. So I'm going to inception this right now. Any ideas? Come on. What do we got? What do we got? 
Hey, I'm actually uh, wearing uh, a Bitcoin jersey I made and wore in 2017 right now. Uh, Bitblock Boom. Uh, so, you know, I just thought it was it would, it would be cool. It's sort of a paradox because of the OPSEC concern and whatnot. But I just thought it'd be interesting because at some point there will be a Bitcoin team and a Bitcoin sponsored stadium. Um, you know, and that, that's, that's going to normalize uh, Bitcoin as a wearable. Is the number on your jersey 21? <laughs> Oh, it's, two, it's 2009 because that's when it started. So, 09 Nakamoto. That's good. Nice. <laughs> Love that. Nice. Yeah, I have a phone case that's orange and it's got a Bitcoin sticker on the back. That's That sparks some conversations. I think we've kind of, um, you know, it used to be definitely be a concern for people and it still should be a somewhat of a concern, OPSEC, of course, right? For various reasons. But, you know, I don't know. I think it, it kind of depends on your personal situation, how much Bitcoin you have, how safe it is, you know, how secure you are with how you've secured it. But, you know, to me, like it's more important to like wear a Bitcoin shirt and go out and get asked questions than worry about, you know, a five dollar wrench attack, which I don't think is a major concern. <laughs> these days. Um, you know, yeah. you know, to that point, I just feel like there's a uh, the, the people on the crux of this industry who are like trying to, you know, uh, make breakthroughs and, uh, you know, really change the game and the uh, cryptography and mathematics space, um, you know, they're, they're very highly intelligent and they're very cautious. Uh, and so security is just so, such a valuable aspect to them, uh, which is a good thing to preach, you know, but it is important to understand about that there's like a break-even point there uh, to evangelization versus uh, OPSEC. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, with, with the right tactics, um, you, you can approach both with a very amicable perspective. 100%. Um... So Camilla's got a, a Swan Force update for all of us, kind of to talk a bit more informationally about this. Um, so I'm going to give her the stage. Um, I'm going to ask you while Camilla's talking, if you can come up, if you have any more stories from Orange Pilling that you can remember, if, if you do, great. If not, uh, we've got something else fun to move on to. We are going to bring back Swan Force Fridays. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Swan Force Fridays is when we put our guests on the clock. We give them 60 seconds to give us their best Bitcoin pitches um, and today, and usually we always give everyone the option, like, who are you going to pitch? You're going to pitch grandma, you're going to pitch, uh, I don't know, Donald Trump, whoever you want, right? It can be serious, it can be funny, it can be everything in between. And I was thinking it would be fun if we did a couple of serious ones and a couple of funny ones because it's Friday and uh, we're just having a good time. So Camilla, I'm going to, one second, I'm going to full screen you, give our guests a little break. Ah, yeah. Okay. Pressure, pressure, uh, and then Wait, we'll hold on. I have one more story to tell you guys. That's that's completely hilarious. That I thought it was like a dream, but it wasn't. So I was having <laughs> dinner with my husband um, here in Denver, and there was a bar right behind us. There was this guy who, when he got his bill, he was like. I have to pay $12 for this beer. Like, this is crazy inflation, blah, blah, blah. We're like, okay, this guy's kind of, kind of funny. You know, he's very outspoken. And then just before he left the bar, he gets up and he yells, buy Bitcoin. And everyone just like <laughs> turns around. And I look at my husband, like this did not just happen. <laughs> like what is going on? It was hilarious. And he just walked out. Like it was no big deal. So if you want to get people's attention, you can scream about inflation at a restaurant before you leave and then yell, buy Bitcoin. So Great tactic. Yeah. <laughs> make, it, make a scene. Literally make a scene. <laughs> and then just walk out like a gangster because you're so cool. Um, but yeah, you can put, put me full screen now. If, if oh, I, got, I got one more. I, yeah, was on, I was at the beach and so I just... I took my toe, started dragging it in the sand and wrote buy Bitcoin in huge like 20 yard letters. So at least like 500 or a thousand people walked by that day and saw it. Yeah. Some people stamp their dollar bills instead of, and it says buy Bitcoin. So it's just creative ways to bring awareness to the conversation to where like, if someone's looking at a dollar bill and they see that they're like, okay, why? Why would someone feel so compelled to stamp a dollar bill with that message? That's just very strange. So, yeah, I have one too. When I was in Utah, um, we were in this like historical museum and they had this little like wet board where you can draw um, whatever you want with water. And so I wrote, buy Bitcoin. And one of the tour guides, he was like, buy Bitcoin? like yeah buy bitcoin he was like yeah i got into it like early on but then 
you know, I was thinking of getting into Doge, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Narwhal Tacos, great name by the way. I want to stamp dollars with Bitcoin fixes this. I've actually never seen that or heard of that yet. That's a great idea. That's an amazing idea. And then just put your swan Bitcoin URL so people know where to go. So a little bit of info on stamping dollar bills because I've gone down this rabbit hole. Um, Because people always ask, is it illegal to do that, to deface a dollar bill? It's actually not illegal to stamp something like buy Bitcoin as long as you're not obstructing any of the important information on, on the dollar bill. However, unfortunately, if you're doing something to promote something commercial, like probably spawnbitcoin.com, that's when it that's when it goes over the line and becomes illegal. So do what you want, but uh, <laughs> keep it legal, folks. All right, Camilla, time for the Swan Force update. Tell us about Swan Force. Tell us what's happening. Tell us what's exciting. I'll let yeah. You here. Okay, so super excited about Swan Force because I am now the one that's kind of in charge, the captain of that team. Um, and when it comes to me saying captain, it's more of I'm your go-to girl um, when it comes to asking any questions or if you have any concerns, if you need any changes done to your page, uh, you can contact me about it. Something new that we've implemented, especially for newcomers, is that whenever you do sign up with your Swamp Force link, you are going to get a chance to schedule a call with me, a quick 15 minute introduction call where we can go over tips and tricks on how to orange pill your friends, your families, so that we can go over how you can access your Swamp Force dashboard. Um, and it's just a great a great conversation to have. I love when people are super excited about spreading the good word of Bitcoin and seeing how I can help along the way. So it's just really good for Swamp Force members out there to know that you do have this resource out there, which is myself. And I just want to be able to help you as much as I can be successful with this because I feel like Swamp Force sometimes it's very... Um, I don't know. I just don't want people to think to downplay it. It's actually a very amazing tool to get newcomers to join the space, not only because you get the $10 of free Bitcoin, which is awesome, but you're also gifting people with other educational resources. So one of them is, of course, Jan Pritzker's book, Inventing Bitcoin, which is an amazing resource. And then we also have now Tomer's books and just that's the important thing that we need to remember is that Bitcoin education is so important, not just because we're so on Bitcoin, but because we're Bitcoiners, we really need to push the message of being able to educate people when they first come into space. So just as I said earlier, we are kind of like the little troopers out there that want to just make this world completely orange as quickly as possible. So just remember that you should equip yourself with information, resources, tools that you can then give to people that are going to be asking you questions. And yeah, I just want to let everyone know that, you know, we're one of your biggest resources. We're, we're here to help. We're a team. We're in this together. And you can literally try to orange pill anyone whether it's family and friends, you can try to orange pill businesses to which if you do, you refer someone that's going to be buying large amounts of Bitcoin. We can then take you to our Swan private um, team, which will take amazing care of those people as well. So you just have a whole team behind you whenever you want to orange pill someone. And to anyone who hasn't gotten their link, please do because it's free, first of all. Um, we're going to be able to collaborate together. So go to swampbitcoin.com slash enlist. And I honestly look forward to speaking with every single one of the Swamp Force members to see how it's going and to see how we can improve on our end as well. So we want to be able to keep that communication completely open. It's very valuable when you get to talk to someone um, that's, you know, kind of behind the scenes. And yeah, I think that's it, Brecky. <laughs> Just excited to to have more Swamp Force members and to continue orange pilling people. That was awesome. One other thing, join the Telegram group uh, yes. and connect with other Swan Force members. And also, like uh, like Dan was doing, actually, it wasn't Dan who shared it, but like, please share your stories on Twitter or wherever, or even just with us personally, because we'd love to to hear how it's going and and help however we can. So, um, I think that's it for Swan Force, except Swan Force Fridays. Let's get into it. I'm excited. Let me bring up the, uh, where is it? The timer. The timer, the legendary timer. 
Um, what view do we want to do? All right, we'll, we'll, we'll do the cinema view. No, we don't like the cinema view. I take that back. Let's go with this. All right, I'm going to put this here. So the way this works, as I said before, is we like to put our guests on the spot. I didn't tell them about this ahead of time. Sorry, not sorry. Um, and we like to pitch. We like to ask them to give us their best Bitcoin pitch, and you can pitch, as I said before, anyone you like. So why don't we maybe start off with some more serious pitches? Maybe I'll ask everyone to do one or two um, total. So we're not going to go on for for hours and hours. I know there's BitBlock boom and all sorts of exciting stuff. And yeah. Camilla's got her hand raised. What have you? What do you got for us, Camilla? I just want to say something that I usually tell a lot of people during the intro onboarding call, which I feel like it's a very um, kind of effective way of, of pitching to someone. And you guys kind of mentioned it there, but I just kind of want to paraphrase it. So just like the Bitcoin standard, talk about a problem, right? A problem that can really kind of connect with the person that you're speaking with. And then as funny as it sounds, and I know it's a meme, but it's literally like, and this is why Bitcoin fixes this, you know? So it's it's just like just like Safety Dean's book, he talks about everything, the problem with money, what's going on with money. And then at the end, he's like, and this is Bitcoin and we're able to fix it. So just try to connect with people on a personal level. Um, touch their heart, touch their soul because we're humans, you know, we're also emotional be beings. We like to, we like to connect in a completely different way so so yeah just talk to as many people as you can and that's how that's how amazing pitches work usually i love that and i just had an idea for a really funny pitch tomer i'm gonna put you through this um uh-oh uh -oh. yeah you know what we're gonna start with a funny pitch because i just i need to hear this tomer how would you like to pitch bitcoin to vitalik buterin <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you start. You start the timer. <laughs> all right, all right. You ready? <laughs> yeah. All right. In three. I didn't two. prepare for this, but yeah. No, nope. that's that's perfect. And to our other guests, if you could think about who you'd like to pitch uh, yourselves, someone right now, like someone serious, someone you know in your life um, who isn't into Bitcoin, but you wish they were, um, and then maybe we can do some funnier ones uh, after that. All right, Tomer. In three, two. One. All right. Well, you know how um, how Ethereum is destined to keep halting and keep breaking and keep forking unintentionally if, until it eventually comes crashing down. You and you've got all this Ethereum that you pre-mined uh, before the project launched. You need something to be able to store your value after that whole thing comes crashing down uh, and becomes worthless. And there is this thing called Bitcoin which doesn't need hard forks to keep running. It has a steady monetary policy that doesn't ever change. It was only ever built to be sound money for everybody in the whole wide world. It doesn't change its mind about what it needs to be. Nobody runs scams on top of it. It's not a scam making machine. And so in the long term, you're gonna to wanna to store your wealth for something really valuable that's gonna be around for forever for the rest of your life. And if you ever have kids or heirs, uh, it'll be there for them. And uh, that's what this uh, Bitcoin thing is. It's way Way, way better. I still got 10 seconds left. And yeah, it doesn't have a difficulty bomb. <laughs> Nobody put a difficulty bomb inside the thing to stop the system from working. In fact, its creator created a difficulty adjustment to make sure that it keeps running no matter what. Uh, so it's it's really extraordinary. And you don't even know who made it. It's not like some guy who's who I'm talking to. It's some anonymous <laughs> person who's not around to change the rules from time to time. It's incredible. I love it. Although I do think that perhaps uh, a lot of the reasons why uh, you said he should consider Bitcoin are probably reasons why he won't, unfortunately. Uh, but who knows? Maybe. maybe well, let's see. Is he is he listening? Is he um, listening? Did I change his I mind? I don't know if Vitalik is a regular listener to uh, to the pod, but uh, maybe maybe. Right. Vitalik, if you're listening, uh, you know what? You have an open invite on the show. I'll probably keep you muted the whole time, but uh, you know that, you're, you're welcome anytime. Um, all right, volunteers, who would like to go next? I can try and pitch to my macro professor. Oh, I would love to hear that. Yes. yes all right, Mitchell. In three, two, one. All right, professor. So you know how every class you say we want to target 2% inflation? And we never get that any year. There's never 2% CPI. So with Bitcoin, 
we can actually know exactly how much money is in the system. It's a programmatic monetary supply. It's 21 million. It cannot be changed. The government cannot change it. We don't have to deal with interest rates. We don't have to manipulate anything. We don't have to trust the Fed. We don't have to worry about central banks messing it up. It's great for other countries too, not just America, because as we know, many countries have their dollars pegged to our dollars and the fixed rate there, as we inflate, as we print more money, they also get harmed. It's decentralized. It's located in on computers all around the world. Um, and I can send it peer to peer. It's not a nine to five system. If I want to send a large amount of money with the bank, I have to do it during the week, during business hours. If I'm on the weekend and I need to send, you know, million dollars across the sea, there's no way to do that with the traditional financial system. But with Bitcoin, nobody can stop that. Nobody can steal your wealth if you store it properly with private keys on a cold wallet, cold storage. And it's really, it's unstoppable. So there's really no reason we should be using fiat instead of Bitcoin. Claps all around. Well done. I think, uh, I don't know if you convinced him or her, but uh, I hope you did. If you I'll listening. flip it and show it to him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Jessica, who would you like to pitch? Putting you on the spot. Uh, um, I would like to pitch neighbor I don't like. All right. Pitching neighbor <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Do you want to give us some background story on why you don't like this neighbor or you just want to go right into it? <laughs> um, no, they're just rude. I don't know. Mm. These are hypothetical friendly. neighbors. I'm sure she yeah. loves, loves all her neighbors. Not, not a friendly neighbor, you know? Not <laughs> you like to talk to. Well, it's very big of you that you would like to orange pill this person and, and clue them into something so incredible as Bitcoin, even though you don't like them. It says it says a lot about your character, and I, I appreciate that. I'm a better person. It says it's <laughs> that Bitcoin is for everyone, even bad neighbors. So Bitcoin fixes you. <laughs> All right. For the bad neighbor in three, two, one. All right, neighbor. I know we don't get along, but... We both need money to survive. And you can see the world climate right now. We're being stuck in our homes. You see other countries where people aren't allowed to leave. They're trying to tell you what to do. Um, you can see that you're not in charge of your own money. The US dollar is, isn't backed by gold. It's backed by a, a reputation. And when you look at Bitcoin, it can't be inflated, ungovernable. Um, no one can take it from you. You can travel with your wealth. Imagine if you're in a country where they're saying that you can't leave or um, they take your money away from you. For example, Cuba, that happened. So you can travel with all of your wealth on a USB um, with no one telling you what, how, when you can spend your money. It's not run by one person. It's run by people like you and me. Even if you and I don't like each other, we can still interact and transact and we're what keeps this monetary new monetary system trustless boom for the people by the people i love it even for bad neighbors yep. even for bad neighbors <laughs> <laughs> all right dan do you have someone in mind you'd like to pitch if not you could pitch uh all of the uber drivers at large and why they should uh save their money in bitcoin uh or do what you're doing unless you're yeah, so so my, my orange pulling experience is usually uh, like a bar conversation um with you know most age demographics i mean i, I haven't noticed it uh not being very uh you know successful with but uh really any any demographic um but yeah just just a conversation at a bar about um investing uh, and usually ends up pivoting into a conversation about bitcoin so that's that's sort of my expertise and what I've been honing for years. So how about then uh, you're at a bar and uh, someone really drunk comes over, spills beer on you. You're, you're instead of getting upset, you say, "Hey, drunkie, let let me buy you a beer and tell you about Bitcoin in one minute." And that's the premise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I will like to say the crux of uh, my orange cooling experience is by uh, drawing out. Um, intriguing questions to get a better understanding of a person's standpoint um, and then sort of, you know, pivoting to find the best, uh, you know, motive to uh, push in order to 
you know, piques some interest. And uh, usually it ends, it, you know, it ends in uh, a continuous conversation with a barrage of questions on, on their end, which are, you know, easily uh, buskable, you know, and then I can I divert them to the resources necessary. And, you know, they have all the tools they need to, uh, to move forward. So. So, right. Brecky, you play that you play the drunk in this, and, and uh, you spill the beer on Dan, and he says, "What what the hell is going on?" I think he needs a foil here. <laughs> you know, a foil. All right, all right. Let's see. If we can do this. Hey, hey, man, you buy me a beer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh... <laughs> why? What's I, this? What's this bit, bit, Bitcoin on your T-shirt? Why are you? What, what, why are you using Bitcoin? What was this thing? Yeah, Bitcoin is, uh, you know, it's a decentralized money. It's, uh, you know, peer-to-peer operational, um, you know, capital that allows you to do whatever you want. It's uncensor- uncensorable, censorship resistant. I can and, do whatever uh, I want with the money. I, I can, I can <laughs> always do it. I, people take dollars. What's wrong with these dollars? I just bought a <laughs> beer with these dollars. Why do, why do I need this Bitcoin thing? Oh, dude. Uh, um so like, like another thing I like to do is, is I like to ask a question of like, you know, pull, you know, without pulling out your phone, how many apps do you, do you have on your phone? Dan, you're not acting with me, man. Okay. We were doing a role playing <laughs> thing here. Dan, <laughs> work with me. I'm, I'm trying. Right, man. I'm not, trying. not everyone does the, the role playing thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry he asked you how many apps do you have on your phone? Oh, I, yeah. I'm too drunk to look you. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I just I take a very calculated approach, and uh, you know, it's 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 uh it definitely takes uh, some sort of uh, semblance of uh you know relationship. So most of the time, it just comes from amic- being amicable at a bar, and then uh you know our conversation turns to you know what what what, what are you working and whatnot, and then that pivots into the orange field conversation. I'm not great at pitching on the spot or like small oh, term pitching. I, I I like to glean that information from you guys really. Uh, you know, and uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll just say you can probably do it better than me in a minute. <laughs> can I offer another orange pilling tactic that works really, really well? And it is when you're at a restaurant and you're going to be leaving a tip at the end, and you can start a conversation with the server at the beginning of the at the beginning of the meal and say, "Have you heard of Bitcoin?" Because you can always joke, "I'd like to pay in Bitcoin." And if they say they haven't, everyone says they've heard of it, but they don't have any. That's that's what that's your or you say, "Do you know what? I'll leave you your tip today in Bitcoin. Uh, just make sure to download Breeze Wallet or Wallet of Satoshi sometime during the meal." They always do, unless their phone has run out of battery, but that's the rare exception. And uh, if you're if you're going around carrying uh, a, like a Lightning wallet with a little bit of cash, ba- a little bit of Satoshi balance in there you can get them pretty interested because you're going to leave them a 10, 20, 30, depending on the restaurant you're at, 10, 20, $30 tip. And that's what you do at the end, at the end of the meal. And they see, wow, okay, it's there. And you can explain a little bit to them and, and they're off. And of course you run back and stack. You don't want to be 10, <laughs> yeah. $10 short of Bitcoin. I always FOMO back in after I spend a little bit of Bitcoin on lightning, but it's really, really effective uh, because you, who doesn't. You strike. You strike. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I use Strike for that as well. Anytime I'm like, I, I pay for something with Bitcoin, like I use Strike, that way I don't touch the stack that I'm modern stacking the swan. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's easy. Exactly. So. Um, and I just wanted to say, you guys, like a lot of people are like, oh, what's the best way to pitch? But honestly, whatever just comes from you and your heart, you just got to keep practicing and, you know, just speaking about it. You might think, oh, my gosh, that was the worst pitch in the world. But you never know what sticks to people's minds and you actually get them thinking. So as long as you're speaking about Bitcoin, you're excited and you just want to, you know, orange pill people, just keep doing what you're doing. And eventually, like, you know, everyone's going to have Bitcoin someday, whether Your they like it or not. So, so, yeah, just keep talking about Bitcoin. That's That's all you have to do. Tomorrow's uh, daily essay from Tomer is going to be called uh, Bitcoin Comes from the Heart. I'm very excited for Aww. it. <laughs> I love that. It's, it's in the subconscious. Yes. <laughs> I'll be working. I'll be processing it. All right, everybody. I think uh, I think that might do it for today. Um, I just wanted to thank you all for joining us. I had a lot of fun today. It was great hearing your stories and great meeting some of you and catching up with others. Um, I don't want to hold uh, Jessica and Dan too long from BitBlock Boom. So please go enjoy it for me. Go give Gary a hug. 
give everybody a hug. Go see if Saifedean is wearing shoes or Vibram sandals still. He was wearing those last time. Nobody knows he wears those. Sorry, Safe. I'm doxing your feet. Um, and go sign up for Swan Force, swanbitcoin.com slash enlist. Um, I think that's about it. Camilla, any parting words before we go? I just want to say I appreciate and love you guys. Honestly, it's an honor and pleasure to be, you know, working directly with some of you and then with the rest of you. It's like I honestly do feel like we're just one big team. So I appreciate everything you guys do on your everyday life to try to orange pill people. And it's going to be a long life journey. So you're stuck with us forever. <laughs> Happy to be here. Thank you for having us on. Guys. Worst people to be stuck with. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, also, uh, was it Mitchell who was talking about writing uh, Bitcoin in the sand at the beach? Yeah. Just be careful next time you do that. Don't make sure you do it where there's like some rocks on one side so that so nobody can write cash afterwards. You just got to <laughs> put some like some designs on the side. Well, I, I kept an eye on it. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for joining. Go enjoy your weekend. Sign up at swanbitcoin.com slash enlist for our amazing referral program. Get paid to recruit people to Bitcoin. And that's all I got, folks. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Cheers. On behalf of the Swan team, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Swan Lounge, the Swan Signal podcast. It's fun to join us live on YouTube broadcast at youtube.com slash swansignal. Head over there, subscribe, and turn on notifications. We have a lot of fun in the live chat, and we often work in some questions from listeners. Swan Signal is a production of Swan Bitcoin at swanbitcoin.com, the best way to accumulate Bitcoin. Follow us on Twitter at swanbitcoin, and subscribe to the podcast at swansignalpodcast.com.